Brain Noodles podcast where myself and some of my wonderful colleagues sit around and talk about the different things that our brains are noodling on. I'm Dr. Megan Connell, I'm a psychologist out of Charlotte, North Carolina. We have a teletherapy practice for Washington State, Virginia, and all of North Carolina. And I can just say, I think I internationally consult on games now. That's because I internationally consult like two or three times a month. So that's a thing. And then who wants to go next? I usually pick, but I'll go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Dr. Sarah right, Sawyer. Sarah, you tag the next person in. Yeah, that sounds good. Popcorn. Um, I'm Dr. Sarah Sawyer. I am a, uh, a doctoral level therapist until I take my licensure exam uh, out of Seattle, Washington. And I also um, do lots of other stuff. Uh, but I'm going to popcorn over to whoever's next on my screen, which is Kelly. That's me. I'm Dr. Kelly Dunlap. I'm a clinical psychologist in Maryland seeing clients. I also am the streaming manager for Take This, and I am done teaching, but I will be teaching next fall. So not currently teaching uh, grad students how to make games, but on my, my brief summer vacation, guys. And I do all my own stunts. I just really wanted to say that. So that means Rachel. Yes. Hi, I am Dr. Rachel Cowart. I am a research psychologist and the research director of Take This, which is a mental health nonprofit that works for the gaming industry and gaming communities. I do not do my own stunts. I am far too clumsy for that. <laughs> <laughs> Love oh, it. Oh, it's so good to see your faces. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> like, Hello, brain Oh my gosh. Beach. So we are... 15, 17, 2000 weeks into the stay at home. Uh, I have not really left my home except for a couple of errands here and there in almost two months now. How, how are you all doing with that? Miserably. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have an I like it, a miserable, and just a silent sobbing in the corner. <laughs> Kelly's Kelly's enjoying it. Let's hear that. I totally own that in large part. It's because my child is at daycare. So that I know has a huge part to do with it. Um, But I, I've always loved lurking from home. So that's kind of a cool thing. Um, I do get to leave a little bit on the regular. I have one client who I have to see in person. So at least once a week, I'm driving the car and going into the office, which isn't much, but it feels like enough. And then, you know, just sometimes you have to get groceries and stuff. So I've, I mean, it, it just allows me to play more games and to, I, I don't know if this is the same with you guys. I see my friends so much more now than when I did when we weren't under lockdown and not, I'm being responsible. It's all like digital, but I am so much more connected with my social group now than I was previously. So I don't know, maybe I'm trying to make the best of the worst, but also if my son was here, I would be done. So. Fair. <laughs> Very fair. I love my child, by the way. I really do. He is wonderful <laughs> and precious. No. Mandatory um, of endorsement. He's, he, he's also almost four. So uh, witness me and yeah. Three nagers of man. Oh, no, no. We're, we're beyond three nager. We're at the fucking fours. Like there's just no, we're there. He's done everything early. We're not at four yet, but we are, we are definitely at four so sorry See, when i hear your stories of your i'm like realizing how blessed i am with my kids <laughs> perspective i'm like oh they they get along and they entertain each other and 
yeah, there's some challenges, but for the most part, it's not too bad. There's hope then. Yeah, there They're is. a little older. How old's the youngest? The youngest just turned five in February. Every year they become a little more self-sufficient. They do. I'm trying to enjoy this time too, because like, it, you know, mom and dad are cool right now and they enjoy playing with mom and dad and they can play a lot of games. Like we play a lot of Dungeon Mayhem, which is a super fun I love game. love that game. That's a great game. It's a great game. And it's awesome because uh, you don't really have to be able to read to play it. Like it's got all the pictures on it and you can understand the pictures. And so my kids love to play that and it's really fun. So, mm-hmm. so it's good. But uh, Sarah, you said you're, you're hating this. <laughs> you know, ADHD and neuro, Diversity <laughs> is not built for working during pandemic at home. Um, I notice a lot. It's <clears throat> I take notes at work in my office in the earlier times, as one of my clients has coined, and I appreciate deeply. In the early times, I took notes on my computer, but I was able to very much take my notes, be with my client. Being with my client took priority. Taking my notes was secondary. I was able to do that efficiently. I had built enough structure around that, that it wasn't a big deal when I transitioned from paper to computer. Now at home, between auditory distractions and like being at my desk, it is an incredibly hard boundary to maintain with myself in a vacuum. And so that in itself, and then like writing with everything else at home and my kitchen and my couch and my TV, like all of it is not built for the way that my brain works. And so it's incredibly difficult to hone in. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a shift. The puppy, Furiosa, who by the way, for our listeners who are keeping track, is now 25 pounds at three months old. Um, <laughs> a big girl um, is probably one of my biggest saving graces because she forces routine. So there's that but terribly. I look forward to having good physical space and environmental key boundaries again. That's cool. There's actually, um, if you're familiar with the YouTuber, uh, CGP Gray, he did a video recently on, I I liked how he put it. They said that like, uh, we have entered pandemic season. And so for a lot of people, that means not leaving home. And so he made it as like, you're in a spaceship in orbit around the planet on your own little space pod and how to survive and come back better than you were before when you left on your space pod. It's really well done. Um, I wish he had done like a secondary one with, for those of us who have young humans in the house, Um, but he's not a person who has young humans. So I think that perspective is a little hard for him. I think if I were in a vacuum, I would do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I quite like working from home. I mean, I work from home anyway. I don't have a separate office space. Um, so for me, I think I already have those environmental cues. Like this room that I'm in is like mine and no one else comes in here and it's just my stuff. So I can kind of pivot. Uh, it's just, I have zero time to do that now because my tiny humans are home. Um, but I will say to Kelly's point, I'm watching so many more streams now and I do feel like I see my friends so much more. And I, and I think part of it is because I'm not out and about and I am home when, when people are streaming, like our friend Randall Hampton, he streams during the day, so I can catch that. But it's also because we have the lack of, we're doing the social distancing, right? So we're not seeing our friends. So when I see my little gamer doc is streaming or um, 
Lord du jour is starting and I'm like, oh, I want to see, you know, Emery and I can click it and I can see them and maybe I'm more motivated to like make the effort to just have it on in the background. And it's been really nice. There are a lot of good streams out there. I've been watching a lot of uh, anxiety. I've been watching a lot of these like us streams and um, pro social gamer. So yeah, that's been nice. I would concur. It's an, it's an, yeah, it is an interesting time. I think like I've been playing um, villainous with some friends remotely through uh, discord. We have video chat up. And so like we have, all have the expansions and we roll dice to see who gets what villain and then we all set up the boards on our different tables and move the stuff around so we're like physically interacting with our games but also playing with people who are not in the same room and it is super fun and it's yeah. a great way to connect yeah i've been doing gloom a gloomhaven campaign with my brother and my brother has lived all over the world i haven't lived in the same city my brother since we lived in the same house together um so that's also been really nice to have the tabletop simulator and being able to play together and my D&D game went from every other week to every week now. So we are crushing our way through Eberron. And I, you know, I'm learning more about myself and my character every single day. Um, we're using Roll20, which is awesome. Because then I just push the button. And I'm like, I don't have to do math. I'm just going to push this initiative button. And it's going to do all the work for me, which I thoroughly enjoy. Um, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of games. And I think maybe because there's more effort involved. But I also think that it might be um, in terms of social connection, I feel like I have more time. And again, this may largely be because of my small child, but not being at home all the time. But like, I'm not commuting. And my husband is not commuting. And so, you know, that means like in the grand scheme of things, he instead of getting home at, you know, having dinner at like, seven eight and then getting the kid down by eight and then we're so exhausted that we pass out by nine you know we have dinner at like 5 30 and then we still have time to run the child and run the, get the child tired and then put the child down at a reasonable time and then it's like 8 30 and we still have energy to like do stuff last night we played sea of thieves with my sister the night before that we did um jackbox with a bunch of friends so i feel like that's a large part of it too at least on my end is that in terms of commute, there's, it's just not there, which is literally hours of the day being put back into my schedule. Yeah, I think I saw an article on uh, Newsweek. It's something like, uh, I want to say 53% of the workers they interviewed and polled are saying that they really would like to have an option to continue, continue to work from home at least part of the time. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, like, it seems like this might be a more permanent change for some people. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how it goes. I got a couple of friends who are in game development, um, and they're really, in, like, one, they're happy that there's all this, like, remote work, because they're individuals who identify as having disabilities, and it's hard for them to make those kind of moves, much less, like, navigate uh, specific environments. But now they're getting cranky because a lot of places are hiring remote, um, but then with the expectation that you move once the quarantine is lifted and that feels really crappy, like that, that expectation is there not as an option, but like, if we hire you, we'll hire you remote. But then when this is over, you have to come here to keep your job. I just, I don't know. That, that makes me feel a little icky for some reason. That's, that's unfortunate because I thought like one of the, um, silver linings that would come out of this is that so many more companies would realize that working remote is a viable possibility. Um, not I'll hire you, then you have to move here. <laughs> yeah. 
and I can, I don't know. I think there, there's value in going into physical office spaces and things. I like, love it. Oh gosh. Um, I forget what business book I'm going to get this factoid from. So I apologize for not being able to cite my source. I want to say, I think it was maybe the biography of Steve Jobs, but that might not be right. But um, looking at innovative ideas and in companies and where those come from, like, are they coming from brainstorming meetings? Are they coming from people doing independent work? Uh, and what was found was most of the most profitable innovative ideas came from chance meetings be between people working in the office. So like running into each other in the cafeteria and starting up a conversation and just kind of organically brainstorming that way. And that was like why the Pixar campus is designed the way it is. And also the Apple campus is designed to maximize the number of people you're going to just kind of randomly run into to help increase the chances that you're going to have those types of ideas, which is really cool, but it also is a reason why a lot of companies still want people to physically come into the locations. For sure. And I think, I think it is supported by the research that creative collaboration is extremely hindered when you're all working remotely from in different locations. Um, and I don't think that we, everyone should always work remotely and we shouldn't have campuses, but if you hire a good employee and they happen to live on the other side of the country and they don't want to move, feel like they should be able to perform their job to, you know, 98% mm -hmm. of their potential from not being in the office. Yeah, no, I agree. And also the office supplies, Megan. Think of yes. all the office supplies you get when you go into the office. I know we're going to talk about that later. We are going to talk about that. <laughs> we're just going to talk about the stuff we're geeking out about. <laughs> awesome. Well, actually, that's a great segue. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about our main topic, which is office supplies. <laughs> all right. We are back. So today we're going to be talking about our love of office supplies uh well actually maybe i'm speaking for everybody here I, I love office supplies i like i i could spend hours wandering around um staples and office depot and all the other places uh, sarah's holding up a very elegant pencil cup filled with a rainbow assortment of pens and sharpies and highlighters that is beautiful that felt pen rainbow selection though gives me office life. Can we call it the schmoffice though? Because it's not office. The schmoffice. Not at the office. The schmoffice. Office schmoffice. <laughs> We're shopping for schmoffice supplies. The, this is definitely the schmoffice. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love office supplies to the point where there's like literally a standing rule from the time when I was a child up until present day with my my husband that I'm not allowed to go down the office supply aisle of any store, much less go to Staples unattended. I always need supervision. Otherwise, I'm like, I don't know how I spent $300 on markers um, yeah. and tape. It, it happened, like it was just so organic. And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't explain it. Just It's the realm of opportunities. It's Narnia for organization. Mm -hmm. You can't not. I mean, I feel like when I go in any store, I'm like, I can't leave until I go look at the section. <laughs> what if there's a new color of pen? I mean, I'm pretty good at restraining myself, but I have to know what exists. I have to see all the journals. I don't need one. I just want to see all my options that exist. Personally, I blame the way in the United States that uh, stores like Target set up 
school shopping supplies. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you go into Target the week or the month before school starts and you go to the magical back area in the store where the seasonal stuff lives and it's just the land of many office options and you have to have this giant list from your teachers so the satisfaction's super high because you have to pick out all the things and make them yours, but your style. Like, holy cannoli, is that not ideal or that what? Is- the best that was that not the best part of like the year getting all your school supplies and getting to pick up I want the red binder for history and the blue binder for math and oh memories is so much fun yep and and everything's crispy and new (laughs) (laughs) and then like in grad school it was trying to figure out like what what was the best balance between physical things and then my laptop and that's a good that's you know, a good there point were, there were so many handouts so what what do you ladies all keep now like what are the physical office of like top three physical office supplies that you have to have oh tape tape well sure I tape just, can't be accommodated does, by the does that does that count as one no that's because like a, that's like a home supply there's clear there's that's like a home supply. That doesn't count. Mm. I think tape is automatically, it's like a D&D a character, right? You you start off with the adventurer's pack and tape with is tape. included there. That is not one of your top three objects that you have to choose to carry okay. outside of your adventurer's pack. Like that tape is part of it. It's by yeah. default. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So if tape's off the table and all the variations of tape are off the table. <laughs> Unless um, it's like washi tape gonna- to organize your planner or something. It has to be special. So this is the fun thing is that I love office supplies, but I'm not organized. I don't have a, I don't use a planner. I w- have never used washi tape for any kind of organizational what? purpose. It's just kind of pretty. Oh. Like I just, I love office supplies and I love looking at the organiza- organizational stuff, thinking about how it can make my life better, but it never has. Cause I never use it. <laughs> that is well, funny. So like, for me, <laughs> these pens. So, um, I have super duper bad handwriting and uh, tell us about these pens. What brand are these pens? What uh, are these so these pens? are um, Signo okay. RT ultra fine point 0.38. Uh, so I not a sponsor. I no. have found out that the smaller the point, the better my handwriting tends to look. Um, and so I buy these in bulk and all the time and I love them. And uh, yeah, I don't, don't take, like finding the perfect pen has been sort of my quest since high school and i think i have found it with these because they're gel point they write smoothly they don't skip it is a dream so yeah i feel like sarah's partial to get like 10 of them with me (laughs) i'm incredibly okay so there's one non felt tip pen that i am glued to at all times and have five on i I picked it up out of my pen cup because i have them all always um it's a Pilot G207 in black or dark blue, medium thickness. Um, as a left-handed person, felt tip pens have always been my requirement because uh, they don't smudge. This is the only other pen I've ever found that doesn't smudge. And being a therapist, I do a lot of handwriting and it's really annoying. And computers were great for that, but I still keep these pens. So felt depends are one of my three, for sure. 
but I like to have color variation because I am your opposite, Kelly. I love organization and that is what like tunes me back. <laughs> I love the idea of organization. I just like if my husband goes through and cleans, like one day he just went through and cleaned the office and I'm like, wow, this is so nice and comfortable. And then I destroy it because that's apparently I am on the chaotic side of things. Um, but in terms of what would be my top three sticky notes, mm -hmm. I need, I need sticky notes. I love them in different colors and shapes and sizes. I find that, uh, that is super, super important to me because again, I think I'm going to be organized and then I don't, but then I just enjoy all the different colors. So yeah, sticky notes are important. I have a lot of sticky notes. I am also a pilot G2 kind of girl and I don't know. For th the Kool-Aid. They're really, yeah, they're really good pens. I'm very attached to my whiteboard and my whiteboard is color. Yeah. It's color court. Like the months are in a different color. The tasks are in a different color. The completed tasks are in a different color. It's very much like my central hub of, of life in the office. I don't think I could live without the whiteboard and all the pens. Kelly, I'm with you. I, I can't stand the whiteboard. I think my brain hurts. <clears throat> when, so when this whole thing started, um, we realized we needed like, we we're either going to have to buy massive amounts of paper for my children to write on or get them some drawing boards. And so we found this thing called the uh, whiteboard geeks. So I obviously like, I loved the name of it and it was a set of, I think 12 whiteboards with markers. And so now I have my little whiteboard, I put my checklist on it and I try to dominate my checklist every day. Um, but like, we also use all the whiteboards for games like playing geek out and uh, other you know trivia kind of games to keep our, our thoughts organized and I do a plan of the day for my kids on it and they can go through and check it off because I'm going to turn them into little checklist users too <laughs> so, so yeah whiteboards I think would be my second left-handed person's nightmare <sighs> taught dbt once had to use a whiteboard every day got tendonitis regularly not my jam but I appreciate those of you who can use them. Brava. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we had a language where you wrote from left to right, it would be great. That's what we have. Yeah. You mean from right to left? Right to you left. mean right to left? Yeah. 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 I am dyslexic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Isn't it funny that how is though, those little things, those little things creep in where like, it would be great to have a whiteboard, but then also I get attentive and distracted by like the filth on the whiteboard. And so unless it's abundantly clean, I cannot see the writing that I had previously. Like for those of you who've seen me on cam at my office in early times, I have a glass whiteboard like FBI style behind me. And that is what I use paint pens for, which I have the patience for. <clears throat> and I use with clients pretty much exclusively. So then that is fine because I can clean it with anything and that thing will be clean. But like I get anal retentive about it and my ADHD gets too distracted. Like I, I can't, I get hyper-focused. So I can't, whiteboards are just my nightmare. My number two is also sticky so notes. One thing, <laughs> <laughs> one thing I'm learning, like through all this isolation, I've seen a lot of memes around. I've realized that what I want in retirement is just to live in a community with all of my close friends. And I know some friends uh, that I went to college with, we always talked about like, oh, we'll just retire to one big house and all live together. And what I'm realizing is that would be very bad for us. 
as friends. Um, <laughs> at least I'll speak for myself. Like if we were all oh, the floor of this brain noodles house. Yeah. Uh, at least if, for me, I would, I feel like I would cause a lot of problems uh, because I don't have the need for things to be ordered or uh, smudge free or uh, organized in any kind of way. Like I, I'm sure this might will make some people cringe, but like I have three or four different kinds of plates like big dinner plates. And so they don't stack up They're You know, some are skinny, some are fat, some are from, you know, and that's the same thing with my utensils. Nothing really matches. They don't stack properly. I like it. It has personality. That would, huh? Well, I mean like some of them are, are wider than others. And so the spacing's not even, no, it doesn't I can't bother live me. With that. Like some of them are like, <laughs> yeah. No, oh, so what, here's this the, is my, well, well, this is my, <laughs> so many feeling. Topic. Yeah. Is, <laughs> A community where we all have like communal backyards with a like house that we can all, a gaming house, such a, like a rec house with a rec room, right? So we all have our own individual houses, right? And yes. then, but like big backyard with like barbecue and fire pit and rec, rec house where we can go and play games and be loud. And then if people are sleeping in the house, they don't hear the people in the rec house. That would be ideal. Um, but yeah, I would, it was just, it just came to my brain like, you know, Sarah and I, we wouldn't make good roommates. No. We wouldn't. I disagree. Wouldn't well. And that's okay. We have a brain noodles commune because if we need to borrow washi tape, we know you have it, but you're not using it, number right. one. And right. number two. Hey, right. hey, I use it, just not for organization. We don't have to look at the plates that don't stack. I can't get over that. How do you have plates that don't stack? <laughs> okay, but here's my challenge. Here's picture. my challenge to all of this. I'll take a picture. If we were to have a commune, those of us who cared about certain things would make them happen, like plates that stack or like having organization in a closet full of office supplies because we all like varied ones. And so then all the more. And then for those of us who don't, it doesn't matter, right? And so then the real question is, do I have to use a whiteboard because they use a whiteboard? Probably not. So then I can do my method and she can do her method. And then it's kind of the whole Swedish um, Sour Patch Kids conundrum. If you don't like cherry, more cherry for me, everybody wins. Yeah. I like how many group houses did you <laughs> did you go in when you were going through undergrad and Sarah because I, I shared a lot of houses and that idea is wonderful mm -hmm. but I also have like mild trauma from a previous housemate who yeah. was very particular about the way that things were oriented in the utensil drawer and the way the plate stacked and so maybe this is just my passive way because my dad's the same too wow okay let me just lay on the couch here my dad <laughs> is has like he is OCPD, so obsessive compulsive personality disorder. And so growing up, everything has to be just, just, and I would go into his office and I would like nudge his phone just to piss him off. Because um, we, we have the greatest relationship, you know, I'm open about that. And so maybe this is just me like asserting my own adultness that I don't need matchy. I don't make my bed, which is definitely a childhood F you to my dad. So yeah, that was cathartic guys. No wonder your therapist so good. <laughs> gotcha. Didn't even ask a question. We gotcha. <laughs> That'll be four twenty-five for the hour. Yeah. <laughs> four dollars and twenty-five cents. I, I probably got that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think I think that. Um, what would the rate be if it were three therapists, one client, oh. rather than group therapy? Woo! God, so, uh, group therapists. Group oh therapists. my gosh. That would make that a sounds great. Like a nightmare. That would make a good um, stream. I was like, that's that's a podcast yeah. waiting to happen or a live stream yeah, group yeah. therapists. Yeah. Well, wait, isn't that kind of what this is? I don't know. Yeah. We're going to have to do a <laughs> brain of. noodles live. This is brain noodles. Do, like, yes. Brain noodles live.
Yes. That'd be fun. Anyway, but yes, weird housemates. I also don't want to live with other housemates, but I do like the idea of the shared backyard. I was one of those people in college that was like the, what do they call them? I was in England. They had different names for them, but I think they're RAs. Yeah. Yeah. So I lived with the freshmen when I was in my last year of my PhD. And I can tell you that was roommates are interesting um there was eight i had eight or nine on my floor i was responsible for a whole bunch but i had like a little apartment and i had the big room and there was like eight or nine freshers in there and i remember there were several incidences but one of them was one of the freshers had cleaned the dishes and left them to dry and there was some soap still on the dish so another fresher came in and was very upset about the soap and they took the dish and they threw the dish and they said soap is poison and then they walked out and I was like, okay, I live with these people. This is problem. <laughs> so no, I don't want to live with people who are not my tiny humans <laughs> or my husband, but I would love to have like a communal office supply house in our rec room. That would be cool. That yeah. would be cool. Imagine that closet, all the sticky notes. Ooh. Oh my gosh. That'd be amazing. I think we all just went to someplace we special we in our minds. Walk in. We are. It's oh, there. yes. So I think, like, I'm trying to think of my third office. I think I would go with the sticky notes as well. Like, those are definitely an important thing. But also a good pair of scissors, which I think might just go into the household supplies. Because, like, they're, the off- they're in the adventure pack. Yeah. 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 The, the scissors yeah. I had were dull. And I finally bit the bullet and bought a three-pack off of Amazon or someplace and like having good sharp scissors again is just so lovely and nice and yeah. Yeah, I think if I could have an infinite supply of something, this would be my third and that'd be Moleskine journals. I love those things and I'm not sure what it is. It might be the texture of like that leather kind of binding. I, I don't know, but I wish they weren't so expensive because I really love a Moleskine journal. Um, it's the only time in my life I've ever probably been organized was I had one and instead of like lined paper, it had like grid, it was just dots. And so all the paper was dots. And I used it when I was doing, um, debugging on my, on the game that I made for my Ellie Beagle therapy game. Cause then I could take the line and I could draw out the narrative branch because, you know, I'm just like connecting dots. And then I could draw like boxes so that I could like check off stuff that I'd done and like write out the bug and where it was and how it impacted everything. Um, because of that, I thought I could do a bullet journal. Incorrect assumption. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, there's something about a, a journal that's like a fresh one that doesn't have anything in it and just open it up. Oh, it's so good. So I found a journal that you would hate, Kelly, I think, but I love. Just, Does it tell me what to do? No. Blue's no, Clues. It's, it's it's Blue's Clues. <laughs> it's the rocket book. Uh, oh, yeah. It's reusable. I don't even know what that is. It's uh, So every page has a little QR code and you write on it. It's all dots. I'll try to hold it up to the camera so you can see. Mm-mm. Like It's very faint. It's all dots on there, but then they have these little symbols. You're not going to be able to see them down at the bottom but you oh, yeah okay check it you assign what the symbols mean and then you take a picture of it and it takes your handwritten page and it digitizes it and puts it onto what? your google drive your OneDrive, a text message so like one of these is set up to text my husband so like if i think of a shopping list or we're creating a shopping list i just write it and then it oh, sends cool. it right to him um and i like it and all the pages are erasable and you can use it i got him one for 
uh, college that he's been using oh. and he likes it because he was having problems uploading some or no his one of his teachers needed some sort of problem handwritten out and things and so what he was able to do is just use his rocket book take the picture and send it and like they've got if you're looking for especially actually remote stuff i really recommend the rocket book company because they've got this one thing now where it's um smart corners that you can put on the corners of a white whiteboard again though sarah but it's um if you're doing a remote meeting uh you set up a phone t and it uses where those corners are to map it and then in real time it will keep updating on someone's screen so it's not like someone's screen is pointed at a whiteboard and you're trying to get a glare off of it or whatever it actually like updates properly they've got some really cool solutions so Okay. We're not sponsored by any of these companies. Just, <laughs> no. We are completely geeking out over all the organizational and things that we love. I, yeah, I like writing things down by hand. I don't like typing up my notes um, for not like therapy, my therapy stuff I do all online, but are not, well, with an EMR. But uh, for all my personal stuff day to day, I actually like to handwrite things and sit down on the couch. Research has found that handwriting your notes actually processes them in different ways than it does when you take notes on the computer. So if you are taking notes in a college class, you should write them because you're being forced to condense them and kind of process these ideas before you write them down. Uh, and then you're more likely to remember them. So pro tip for those still in school. Yes. And for the neurodiverse, the more you know. <laughs> for the neurodiverse and those of us who are struggling with motivation and tracking, which is an overwhelming experience right now, or overwhelmingly common experience right now, both overwhelming and common. Um, Livescribe, not a sponsor, uh, is another great brand of pens that comes with a uh, notebook of its mm. own that is gridded and will upload based on the pen's memory and sync it to the audio. So if you're in a meeting and you're struggling with remembering, not only do you get the audio sync, but then you do get that digital version of the notes, just like what Megan was talking about. Nice. So I find that a useful tool. Yeah. Is it funny that I'm thinking about the office supply that I'd want is like one of those tape dispensers that looks like a really cute animal? No, no that, that is actually my other requirement for ridiculous. office supplies. They have to be cute. Like I don't, I don't just want like a stapler. It needs to be a stapler with a pattern or something on it because like, why not get all kinds of things that are just reflect your personality and your joys in life? Like I have a screwdriver set in my office that is lightsabers. Well, let's let's go around the circle. What is your most loved, coveted office supply that you have? I mean, lightsaber screwdriver sounds pretty good. I can't find it. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> upset because a oh, there it is. I'm missing the office supply portion of this. So what this goes along with the geeky things. So this is a company that doesn't exist anymore called Cozial. And you would put scissors in there, and the scissors make it look like it's wearing glasses. Aww. So it's a really find... so cute, cute alien-looking scissor holder with, like, yeah. bulgy eyes. It's so cute. It's really cute. I need to find the scissors that go with this. I think one of my kids took them, and I have to scour the house to find them again. Because I love it, and I love that the scissors have a place to go, and I am reinforced to put them in their place to go because it looks cute. Cute. that's some good behavioral engineering right there that's all i'm saying it is, it is. so i think like it, once i can find the scissors again this guy is my favorite i've had it since undergrad so those scissors are dull <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
still trying to think favorite favorite office supply most coveted rachel what's yours reply remind us of the rules i mean i'll well (laughs) I, i will grab mine i know those listening can't see it i have if you had to ask like what's my most co- yeah most coveted maybe i have a red swing line stapler like from <gasps> i believe you have my stapler, my stapler. this is gonna be my most together. coveted and it's a good stapler swing line stapler it's no joke so probably that would be my choice it's amazing <laughs> well i guess my most coveted would be something i don't currently have so i am in fact wanting um, and it goes all the way back to my childhood because get back on the couch, Kelly. What do you need? I need those Mr. Sketch smelling oh. markers. Yeah, that's nice. a good one. I used to go, I, you know, I had to spend some time with my mom. She worked at a bank, so they would put me little baby Kelly in the back room <laughs> and with a big pad of like the those giant post-its. That's also something I covet, our giant post-its. Um but they had the smelly markers. And then of course you would sniff one and you would draw and then I'd come out and I would have a rainbow of freckles on my face in addition to the sun-kissed ones. Um, and just like, yeah, that just, not only is there that positive memory attached to it, but they just smell so good. And why not have something that brings you joy? I, I I'm, mm, I'm a boring office supply person. But I, like this is my stapler. Well, does it have a name? I mean, the swing line. What about, oh, good choice. Good brand. What about your little office partner? That would be, yeah. You have a new office friend. I, okay. So at my office office, that place is forest geek chic and every touch of it is geeked out and themed. And so baby Yoda was ordered in the times, the early times when he was going to sit on a shelf lovingly next to the host of other things. I think the most, so I'm going to break the rules and not call it an office supply. My most coveted office item is my succulent Bulbasaur planter, um, which is currently Mm, in our kitchen holding the plant that I'm trying to nurse into living in it, which is a tiny little fern. Um, But I do have a baby Yoda next to me. It came after many months of of waiting and delivery. Um, And I have, I mean- Just like a real baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I have technically next to me are portal bookends, but like all my themed stuff is more decor. And all of my supply stuff is like functionality. Utilitarian. Yeah. I like it. Well, I I would love to have our listeners tweet at Geeks Like Us their favorite office supplies. Yes. What do we need in our office closet in our commune? Let us know. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. We will stock that future office closet with all of these things. All right, we'll take another quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about the things we've been noodling on. Are you looking for a book to talk to children about girls? Do you want to see little ladies solving their own problems? Buy Pragmatic Princess today on Amazon by Dr. Rachel Covert. Megan's looking at me like it's time. And welcome back. We're going to talk about, I forgot to mention the games we play and also what we've been noodling on. So Kelly, you brought up that we forgot about games we've been playing. What have you been playing recently? Yeah, more Sea of Thieves, um, an obscene amount, because there was a recent update. And so now I am an emissary for the Gold Hoarders and the Order of Souls. And I tried the Merchant Alliance last night. Not a lot of fun. That's the one where you're going to run labs like catch chickens and just, I'd rather murder skeletons and dig up treasure. So it's fine. Um, but the update's been a lot of fun. 
my sister just got it. So I took her on her first pirate voyage um, last night. And then just uh, a week or two ago, I took Megan on her first pirate voyage. So uh, yeah, I've been playing that. And then I've also been playing a lot of uh, Jackbox just with friends, you know, streaming on Mixer and so like family, friends. And then I think I mentioned earlier, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if we were recording or not, uh, but playing more D&D. So my, my character is a Kalashtar and we're in Eberron and we're on a lightning train going to a spooky world. Um, and I'm a bard and I, oh, oh, I guess I'll share this. So I'm a bard, I'm like going through this train. It's a murder mystery, we're figuring stuff out. I open a door because I somehow released this rust puppy that ate all of like the magic containing stuff. And so now that there's like these magical electronic or electronic uh, lightning snakes that are like trying to tear the, the train apart. And I'm not elemental in any way. And so I'm like, well, I can't really therapize them because my character is of course a therapist assassin. And um, so I, I break out my my violin and I begin to snake charm them with my amazing bard skills. And I, I wooed them back to sleep and I wow. saved the day. So good nice. job. that's what I've been playing. That's awesome. <laughs> Rachel, what have you been playing? Oh, get your shot glasses ready. Oh boy! Huh? Animal Crossing. I've been playing Animal Crossing. Hey! Um, but you know, I finally got, I still haven't gotten KK Slider to my village. It's slow going. I play with my kids and I don't play that much. And I know a lot of people have already terrified. I can't even terraform my island yet. Like I haven't paid off my house. I don't have all the rooms. Um, so there's still a lot to explore there. Uh, but my daughter, you know, it's hard to play when you also play with a five-year-old because it's like I finally had time and I built like this little playground by the beach and it was so great. And then I got in the next day and I'm like, where did all that stuff go? And my daughter's like, I picked it up and it's in storage in my house. And I was like, cool. <laughs> I only just spent an hour and a half making that really cool place in the village. So uh, it's, an, uh, it's a learning process with Animal Crossing with children. But it's still super fun and my daughter loves it. And, you know, we go shopping at Mabel's every day and she gets new outfits has a really good time so i've been playing a lot of that and then of course D D on geeks like us we just had a game last night we've been playing more regularly i th- would say since mm-hmm. the pandemic started yep. we had a bit of a hiatus so that's been fun and then of course gloomhaven still still on the fence about whether i like it or if i dislike it or if i'm apathetic towards it but i am still playing it um and that's been pretty fun nice how about you sarah um so I agreed and I'm super excited to play a brief COVID, um, not COVID themed, but like timing wise uh, with all of our extra time and spending more time with friends digitally. Um, <clears throat> my campaign that our good friend like Seven Spoon is putting on um, on Saturday nights and we are playing a group of um, like relentless heroes. And so I'm trying to come up with my character and it'll be my first actual like non one shot for funsies game and it'll be streamed. So I'm putting a lot of thought into like, how do I want to play? What kind of character do I want to play? How like stereotypical, how aligned to my like ideal self or away from like, I'm putting way too much thought into it, but I'm trying to be creative and come up with something funny and also not recreate Zap Brannigan in female form because I feel like that would just be a lot of fun to play the big doofus. Um, so I'm, I'm avoiding that, but I might end up playing the doofus anyways, just because it'd be a break. Um, (laughs) so that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, otherwise I've been playing some casual take a drinky 
Animal Crossing. Yeah. I too have not paid <laughs> off all of my house or had KK slider to my island, but um, you know, it's coming along slowly. I finally have all the kinds of flowers, so I'm really excited oh, about that. That's exciting. Trying to grow all the different variations of colors now. So I mean, it's yeah, you know. But otherwise, I'm waiting for Overwatch to come in the mail for Thuppence. Nothing too exciting. Playing some Cats and Catacombs with a client who, like, we're trying to avoid combat at all costs. And so how do I transform a one-shot or a one-shot-esque thing into non-combat is fun and interesting as a DM. So, you know, noodling on a lot of D&D and some other stuff. <laughs> how about That's you? awesome. Uh, D&D is always lots of that in my life. Um, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, been playing um, villain or Disney villainess through uh, Discord with some friends, which has been fun. We're in a tournament right now. I got to play uh, Dr. Felicia twice. Um, and I think I, I kind of have figured him out a little bit. I almost won and then everybody started fading me. It, I, there was no way I could win. <laughs> I was like really early game tuned because nobody else was close. So they were all like picking on me and just piled up my game board with all the heroes. So I couldn't do anything, which was disappointing. Boo. But uh, yeah, I just got Tabletop Simulator and I started playing. Um, so, so sad. I was playing Harry Potter Battle for Hogwarts by myself, but it was a little easier to play it on Tabletop Simulator than at the actual table um, because the I didn't have to worry about the cards and running away from them and the kids coming and messing up everything. So that was kind of nice. <laughs> um, yeah, the, and we just got some new games and we we're trying a new thing. We actually wrote down the name of all of the board games we have on different cards. Well, okay, we have two bookshelves full of board games and a closet. We haven't written down the names of the games in the closet yet, um, but we're trying to pull from that deck and play games that we have to get through all of them at some point. That's fun. Instead it of is. just playing like the same game over and over, like my mm -hmm. kids always, I want to do Candyland. Yeah. It's like we have 27 games. Does it have to be Candyland every time? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, fine. So we're making ourselves like expand yeah. out. Yeah, I've been wanting to play more games on my Switch, but I'm having that drift issue with, I have two sets of controllers and both of them I have it. are drifting. Uh, so speaking mm. of this drift issue, my husband ordered replacement parts because he's very engineering inclined and he brought out the solder and he fixed it and it didn't it didn't fix it he tried to fix it but it didn't um and it came with two pieces so he did it a second time he did install it correctly but after like a day it was the same problem just buy a new controller is the moral sorry that's the tldr yeah yeah it's just like i don't know if i want to spend 60 bucks on another controller right now I know. so well it was like 40 dollars for the repair kit and it was shoddy and he's like i should have just bought a new controller from the beginning but yeah that's too bad the drift issue is a problem it really is. And I know Nintendo's aware of it and they do fix it, but like you still have to mail it in. They will and... fix it. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's my issue, but all right. Well, and let's cut to our final thing of what's everyone been noodling on. So we've been talking about our games, things we're playing, what, what kinds of things have been spinning around and just picking away at your brains. I say it's funny. I know this. I know this question is always coming, and oh. I'm never prepared. <laughs> yeah, I know. So. I know. It's like, what do I think? I just about? started talking. Um, like... I'm in the final stages of editing um, the video game debate too. For some people who know, I published a book called The Video Game Debate in 2016, um, and we are doing the finishing touches on the follow-up version to that. And I've done several edited books, but every time I do it, I am always surprised at the amount of things you have to do to get a book ready for publication. So I've been noodling on my organization system and figuring out the best way to make sure that I'm doing all the things that I need to do 
uh, in order to have everything together to submit. So I'm actually working on an electronic checklist. We'll see how that goes, rather than classic pen and paper. Um, and yeah, just trying to figure out the best system, the best organizational system for this particular task, because not all systems work equally across tasks. Since today we're talking about organizing. It's not just, I can't just use the same things I've used all the time to try and keep all these moving parts together. Also, I, I'm noodling a lot on um, just what normal's gonna look like. You know, the, a lot of people, a lot of states are wanting to go back to normal, but um, yeah, I don't know that that's gonna happen. I'm not trying to be doom and gloom here, but it's just kind of trying to realistically look at things and also like the imp the positive impact all of us staying at home has had on the environment and on the planet. Um, it's been really interesting. And so just trying to like, not in a way out of fear, but in more of a curiosity way, trying to figure out like, what is life going to look like in five years? And is it going to be like it was five years ago? Or is it going to be markedly different in some way? Um, and again, not trying to like, be scary about it, just like the more of a curiosity of like, this is a weird time that we're living in. And I, you know, this time last year, I would have said, yeah, in five years, it's going to be, you know, our phones will be faster and doing more things, but probably about the same. But now I don't know. And I think that's really interesting. I've been noodling on the lengths it would potentially take me to go to Minnesota and visit with um, my future niece, nephew, whichever is coming very soon, due in June um and or see family because it's been a long time and the way my parents home is set up would allow for me to quarantine responsibly for two weeks and then see them because my dad will be quarantined for the foreseeable future given that he is medically compromised and centrally around the lungs and so for me to see him will require quarantine probably for at least the next year um in order for me to see him at all in person so logistics I guess travel, thinking about we have, some of us have um, various fall wedding plans that I don't know if they're coming to fruition or what the heck is going on with conventions. How are they gonna look? What's happening? I submitted panels to Geek Girl Con. I don't know if it's happening. So it's like logistics would be my answer. Well, I mean, typically I'm thinking about class but now that class is over and I'm on summer vacation, um, I'm like, wow, what am I? Um, I have noticed that in the week where I have not been prepping slides, I literally have in the tab behind this, a Coursera course on graphic design. <laughs> so I'm like, I have a free second. I should fill it with something. And so I am, I think I am trying to wrap my brain around the idea of saying no to things. Um, which is really hard because I had somebody ask me about a particular project and if I knew any psychologists who were interested in personality and games, if I happened to know them, um, and I'm like, oh, but I'm one of them, but there's no way I can take on anything else. And so I happened to email them back and tell them, well, have you talked to Dr. Rachel Cohort or Dr. Sarah Sawyer yet? <laughs> um, it's a digital game. Otherwise I would have thrown oh, you in there, Megan. Um, <laughs> So you guys will be getting an email about that soon. Um, but yeah, like, okay, I, cause I remember last week I was talking about burnout 
and feeling really burnt out about stuff. And so I've had a couple days where I'm not running from dust till dawn and I'm already finding myself like, ooh, well, I could take this graphic design course or ooh, you know, I've got extra time to put in to take this. Why don't I work on a new stream overlay that nobody asked for <laughs> and nobody's really interested in, but uh, it just is what's grabbing my attention in the moment. So trying not to commit to projects now that I feel like I'm at a good balance, I don't want to swing back to being overcommitted. So trying to figure out me saying no to this thing was big. So I'm, I'm going to clap myself. Yay. Good job. Yay. Yay. Back there, so I feel so validated. <laughs> good job. Well, awesome. We will wrap up this episode of Brain Noodles. Thank you all to our listeners. Thank you so much to Amelia Wandering Shrink, our lovely producer who puts all of this uh, amazing audio or audio and conversation together to make it actually listenable. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we will see you all soon. Brain Noodles is a production of Geeks Like Us. Your hosts for this podcast are doctors Megan Connell, Kelly Dunlap, Rachel Cowart, and Sarah Sawyer. Music for this podcast is The Life of Riley by Kevin McLeod. Audio edited, mixed, and matched by Amelia Herbst. Follow Geeks Like Us on Twitter at G33KSLikeUs. That's at G33KSLikeUs. Until next time, keep noodling.